0: This is Sarah Goshi and Jackie Kirihara, and you're listening to the Herbs, Births, and Babies podcast. Sarah, today we are going to talk about prioritizing the basics. In first trimester yeah first trimester
1: can be hard it can really wreck you that's it, for sure yeah and a combination of often pregnant people haven't told their family or friends or co-workers so there's a lot of isolation yeah and feeling crappy and trying to cover it up yeah. and act like you're feeling normal when you're really not feeling normal um, so it's we wanted really
0: survival to, mode. Yeah,
1: and of course, there's some women that have very few symptoms, but usually at least people are really tired and maybe just a little persnickety about food. But also, the term morning sickness is really a misnomer because it's often all day it's long. It's very misleading. <laughs> very misleading. So my usual spiel about it is that. The worst is typically eight to 12 weeks. It can still be ramping up if, if you're six or seven weeks. Um, of course, there can be good days and worse days. But for that month to just say, okay, this is the deal and have really lower your expectations. Of, for example, let your house be messier, let the laundry pile up, get more takeout than you might usually get probably not eat as many vegetables as you might usually eat and just cut yourself some slack that a lot of magic is going on in there and sleep the best you can definitely if you don't get enough sleep like if you have to get up early to go to work that is really hard and usually makes it worse Um, not going too long without eating definitely something that makes it worse so one thing that very much usually helps is to make sure you eat a little bit of something every couple hours, even if it's just
0: a cracker,
1: a cracker, a, a spoonful of peanut butter, granola
0: bar, or like a bite of a granola bar, even <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're speaking about
0: your own experience there. Jackie? Oh, yeah. Lots of Nature Valley bars in there.
1: I was really into uh, guacamole in one of my pregnancies (laughs) but whatever it is it also is likely to change so if you're a partner supporting someone in their first trimester what also is helpful helpful is just presenting them with food options. Yes. You know, often trying to cook something or like deal with raw meat or something is just too hard.
0: Being in the kitchen. I remember just looking at the kitchen and feeling kind of really
1: queasy. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that the smell of brown rice cooking I thought was totally disgusting. Oh, and yeah. we eat a lot of brown rice normally and I was like, had to run out of the house. Couldn't deal with it.
0: I really think that most of the pictures of me in my first trimester was me sleeping in we. Week- Spots like (laughs) randomly on the side of the couch or on the floor or on the bed, (laughs) like yeah, so tired all the time.
1: Yeah, and you think, well, the baby is tiny, how can it take that much energy? But there's a huge hormonal shift Mm -hmm. that's happening, and all kinds of new systems are ramping up, and there's this crazy magic going on that a new human being created.
0: So I think before going into some other aspects, we should probably talk about things that you recommend to moms to navigate, other than having small snacks throughout the day to try to navigate the nausea or the food issues. But what other things do you recommend?
1: Well, if you actually are vomiting Mm -hmm. um, more than just here and there, uh, even ACOG, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, recommend trying B6 uh, 10 to 25 milligrams three times a day and um, beyond that if you do that for a little while that's not helping Um, Unisom and I've seen Unisom help a lot Um, it's not a fancy medication it actually is very similar to Benadryl it's a very like old um, antihistamine which means it's a little drying and it's sedating. Um, The The recommendation is to do 25 milligrams before bed. I think sometimes that's half a tablet, sometimes it's a full tablet depending on which ones you buy. Um, That will help you sleep better and it usually especially helps with the morning nausea. It may not last throughout the day. You could take it also during the day, but then of course you might be more sleepy, so That may not work but do at your own risk (laughs) right but at least starting the day feeling better and and um if you're if that helps you start eating uh then usually you can build on that and eat more as the day goes on and so i do recommend that even though um it doesn't feel very naturopathic um another thing that i recommend is are the c bands they're spelled s-e-a bands they're these little plastic wristbands or rubber that are
0: acupressure they have like a little
1: bead bead
0: on them that can go right on your wrist where the acupressure point
1: is so they're meant to be for seasickness they Mm -hmm. sell them at like every pharmacy has them they're like 10 bucks or something or or less maybe and do they totally change everything no do they help a little bit maybe (laughs) and everything that helps a little bit is a good idea can go a long way especially in first trimester yeah and it like certain I mean smells can be so triggering Mm -hmm. so having a little thing of like a peppermint essential oil that you can smell or a citrus some whatever smell smells good to you Mm -hmm. Um, citrus or fresh things often Uh, appeal more fruit often Mm -hmm. it's something that is easier to get down Um, but the point of having that nose is that you will avoid toxic stuff because this is the time that it's most important um, to avoid things that could be teratogenic which means cause birth defects Uh, so that this is the time to Stay away from the toxic cleaning stuff. Avoid Stay awa- fertilizers or yeah. kitty litter or, or flea stuff, stuff for your dog, dog or mm-hmm. your cat. Um, it's really the time to keep it, your exposures as minimal as possible. Yeah. If something smells bad, then you should get out of there. That's what that heightened nose is trying to do for you. It's just
0: working a little bit. It's a little bit overdrive. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's not really supposed to keep you from eating vegetables. And yeah, it sort of does sometimes. Yes. Um, I guess we wanted to also talk about, Jackie, about miscarriage. About how a lot of times you're feeling that crappy and wondering what if I miscarry.
0: Actually, for me, it was more about when I didn't have any of those symptoms oh no, is this going to happen again? Because I lost my first pregnancy in my first trimester Uh and that was my only experience of pregnancy before my second pregnancy, obviously. And so the whole time in my first trimester is definitely an emotional mind game of trying to navigate how do I get myself away from these anxious thoughts about... Oh, could this mean that I'm going to m- miscarry? But like wow. the fact that I don't have the nausea or the aversion to whatever food I typically was having an aversion to cuz that was more what I was dealing with, is that mean that I'm going to miscarry? Uh-huh. And I mean, thankfully I didn't with that pregnancy. Right.
1: But so how what did you what did you do to try to take your mind off of that?
0: So a lot of it was trying to invest that time or any downtime that I had that I wasn't sleeping essentially or needing to try to eat (laughs) or work would be to do things like go on walks or talk with people who I loved who I could just talk with about life or I could read a book or watch a movie that wouldn't be triggering to that anxiety Mm. but some of that I mean I think also we wanted to talk about the potential for bleeding to happen in first Mm -hmm. trimester, and it can be completely normal with implantation bleeding. Right. However, sometimes that can lead to a miscarriage. Right. And that was my experience in my first pregnancy. My second pregnancy, I did have bleeding.
1: Oh, gosh, that must have been scary.
0: Well, and I remember contacting you and saying, okay, I'm having this bleeding, this is how much, and you said if it would help, I think we should just go in and get an ultrasound just Mm -hmm. to reassure you that either a miscarriage is happening or it's not. And that was really helpful, was having that reassurance in that Uh moment. And it's not to say that having an early ultrasound is always necessary or should always happen, but in that case, that really eased a lot of my anxiety Um, and just because we saw the baby that day having a heartbeat, I think we talked about this before, it doesn't mean that the baby is always going to have a heartbeat moving forward. Right. Because that time is such a vulnerable time for the development of, or of the fetus. But uh, for me, having that reassurance and being able to see in that moment, it was just really scary because it felt like everything was happening again.
1: Um, In the mainstream world, they absolutely always do an early ultrasound. They don't really believe that women are as pregnant as they say they are. And I tend to believe women actually, but there are, especially the women that are really tracking their cycles, know exactly when they're, last period were their cycles are regular they know when they conceive sometimes like i just feel like all those people do not need an early ultrasound unless maybe they have some bleeding and if they have it can you can have a little cramping you can have a little bleeding in an early pregnancy but if if you're going to miscarry typically those things crescendo Um, and that can be a really good reason to have an early ultrasound we can't see, uh, we don't have ultrasound at our office, so like I have to order them, but we use the handheld Dopplers and we can hear a heartbeat with those at 11 to 12 weeks. And generally, not completely, but generally, if we get to where we can hear a heartbeat with a handheld Doppler, somebody has gone past the most likely time of miscarrying. Um, if we can't find the heartbeat, Typically, the fetus stopped growing a couple weeks earlier. There's a lifetime time between the fetus stopping growing and actually miscarrying. It takes a little bit for the hormones to go down and to actually actually miscarry. Um, and so that's sometimes weird knowing yeah. that. But,
0: but sometimes when it's earlier, the ultrasound can pick up and see a heartbeat earlier
1: than the handheld Doppler yeah yeah that, an, an ultrasound you can see a heartbeat as early as six weeks mm. Although I wouldn't rush to go right at six weeks right. because what if you ovulated late that cycle right. and that you're just slightly shy of six weeks you thought you were six weeks but really you're five weeks or something like you don't want an ambiguous result if you're going to go get an <laughs> ultrasound yeah. you want to know exactly. <laughs> so I think seven or eight weeks is is better that way. Um, But we also talked about, Jackie, how a lot, it's hard, this really challenging time when you feel this crappy is often a time that women don't have a provider yet. They don't have an established relationship yet.
0: Especially for women who might be on a longer fertility journey than they anticipated,
1: Yeah.
0: finally getting the positive pregnancy test is yeah. very exciting and you want to be able to establish care with a provider as soon as possible and yeah. get the party started, right? right. Like you are yep. ready to go. Right. And the reality is, is that typically, You don't have your first appointment with an actual midwife until later on.
1: A lot of us have our first appointment around about 11, 12 weeks when we can hear the heartbeat. I will have earlier um, appointments before then, especially with first-time parents who have a lot of questions. Um, But I know a lot of, like, OBs or um, hospital practices, they won't even see anybody until 11 or 12 weeks. And I think that's unfortunate because there's a lot going on and a lot of questions um, and i also think miscarriages are often handled poorly in our society like they going to the er i mean yes that's where a lot of people end up having their miscarriages it's not the best best place to miscarry honestly nope nope <laughs> it was not my choice yeah so some of us midwives manage m- miscarriages in other ways but um
0: But first trimester can be a really tough time for some, but there are ways of mitigating some of those symptoms and also different types of support that I think we're not always aware of.
1: It is a time um, to, as we said, prioritize the basics, sleeping and eating, to call on friends and family members to just acquire food and present it to you (laughs) and uh, as you said i think you didn't even want to look at the kitchen so you do your best and there also isn't a lot really most of those miscarriages it's not because of anything you did or didn't do it's not because you had a drink before you knew you were pregnant or you slipped and fell slightly those early miscarriages happen because all that magic that's supposed to happen doesn't go right early Mm -hmm. on and your body in its wisdom says nope not this isn't going to work out um which is good that's yeah you know but um what's actually amazing is that all those magical things go right so much of the time and they really do but basically first trimester is a time where you just have to hang on and get through it. Like some time has to pass before you're gonna know where, whether everything is gonna be all right. And lots of, lots of love and laughs and good feelings and sleep to that little belly of yours. And um, you'll get through it.